0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Social Selling with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best run businesses run SAP.
1: Welcome, welcome. And those of you who have been listening for the past four years know that's a code for that we have two experts on the panel today. So welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you are in the right place. The buzz today, weather at 6. What is she talking about? Microsoft's headline-grabbing LinkedIn acquisition announcement just a few weeks ago was followed by widespread speculation about what would this mean, what could this mean for the social selling world. Anybody who's been hiding under a rock, let me give you a little background on the acquisition and then I'll ask some very pertinent questions and we'll introduce our panelists. Microsoft is buying social networking site LinkedIn in an all cash transaction for 26.2 billion, dollars, company officials announced June 13th. The move fits in with Microsoft's increasing push to focus on business customers. Founded in 2002, which, hey, that's 14 years ago, that's a very young company. The Mountain View-based, California-based LinkedIn has approximately 400 million users back in 2015. I don't have current stats. The company provides a social network alternative for finding professional and work connections, sharing resumes, and potential finding new posts. Microsoft bought enterprise social networking vendor Yammer for $1.2 billion. Well, they got that cheap in 2012, and since then has ended up cribbing a number of Yammer technologies in its own Office 365 service, and Yammer is one of a number of overlapping technologies from Microsoft that is part of its social networking portfolio. Now, here we are finding ourselves live July 5th, 2016, on our series called Social Selling with Game Changers Radio and we have a lot of questions. Oh, my goodness. How open or not will LinkedIn's platform stay? What new features could be, maybe, are in, in development and what can we expect in terms of when and how and what kind of a reveal? What will be the impact on social selling newbies? versus those who've been in the game for a while and could this open the door for other social selling platforms to shine in the social selling arena? I have two experts two of our very favorite people here who know what they're talking about. They get this space. They're in it to win it. It is first up we're going to introduce in a moment Kurt Shaver the CEO of the Sales Foundry and he will be joined today by Kirsten Boyleau, Director of Digital Startup leading the SAP Social Business and Social Selling Initiatives for SAP Global Marketing. Kirsten, of course, is the sponsor of this series, Social Selling with Game Changers. And we only need two today because they have a lot to say. So let me start by introducing Kurt with the quote he sent me. Uh, The world is changing very fast. Big will not beat small anymore. It will be the fast beating the slow. And that's a quote from Rupert Murdoch. So Kurt Shaver, I'm not going to do a big Rupert Murdoch explanation today. I think his name stands for what he stands for. Kurt Shaver, welcome back to the show. How are you?
2: Hey Bonnie, I am doing great. Looking forward to talking about the exciting news.
1: Well, tell me, what's your take? What's your what's your top down? What's your elevator speech on why and how and what to expect?
2: Well, my elevator speech is that this is the big stamp of credibility, right? If anybody wondered whether social selling was a fad or anything like that, I think that this answers the question that this is going to be mainstream and it's time to get on board.
1: Okay, all right. Do you think there's still some mystery out there, people not knowing what to do with LinkedIn? Do you think there's this concept of, well, do I really want my resume out there, and do I really know enough people to have a robust connection following? Where am I going to find 500 people, or how am I going to cap it at 5,000 people? Do you think there's still an enigma on LinkedIn that it's only an insider thing? I know they have 400 million users, but what's your thought on on do people really get what it is so far? <laughs> uh no that's the fast question i mean that's my you know that i mean that's
2: what my business is based on right i mean it's funny one of my friends is in the computer business every time he sees me he just shakes his head and he sort of laughs and um i said what he just he shakes his head he goes he goes i can't believe you get paid to teach people a free application <laughs> you know and i say well um i mean the, the, the reason for that is it's 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 powerful, but powerful oftentimes translates into um, complex, right? There's a lot lot of features in there. And I think one of the um, telling stats that came out from this acquisition was you had mentioned earlier that LinkedIn had over 400 million users. I think it's like 435, 440, somewhere in that range right now. Uh, But about, it's a little more than a quarter of those are what they call active monthly users, And so when you look at it that way, uh, I I think that goes back to your question that a lot of people have a LinkedIn account, but it's, you know, 25% of them are are probably actively using it for some kind of a Uh benefit. And that leaves a lot of room for people to, to actually figure out how to use it, not just have it.
1: Thank you. Thanks for the reality check there, Kurt. I had a feeling. I wasn't being facetious, but I get requests every day from people who want to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I think they think there's something magical that will happen. Oh, yeah. she's she's on the radio. Oh, she works for SAP. Oh, she knows all these people. Maybe magical things will happen just by connecting. And then you never hear from them again. There's no right. invitation to talk. There's no, hey, I'm in this great forum. Why don't you be a participant? We'd love to have your Point, point of view and your voice here in the forum and occasionally they're trying to sell me something Kurt. they're saying oh have you seen my latest brochure?
2: sure <laughs> yeah have but, you seen my yeah, latest brochure? analogy uh, i always yep. use the analogy that having a linkedin account is like having a health club membership card in your wallet <laughs> you know it just it, 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 that it doesn't do anything you you actually you know just having the membership card doesn't make you fit you actually have to get in there and Exercise the equipment on a regular basis, and it's the same thing with LinkedIn and social selling.
1: That's right, you got to move it, move it, move it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a terrible commercial on U.S. TV. Kirsten, I hear you laughing in the background. I'm glad you are. A terrible commercial for a moving company that basically doesn't exist, and there's a woman with, oh, I don't know, curlers in her hair and purple eyeshadow, and she's sitting at what looks like maybe a telephone and and, uh, some kind of old computer, and somebody calls up and says, where are the movers? Where are the movers? My stuff is packed. They were due here an hour ago. The woman says, let me check our hotline and see where they are, where the truck is, and then she counts on her purple fingernails to 10, and she says, yeah. <laughs> well we're the move it move it move it company they're an hour away and she hangs up and you know that there's no moving truck coming and I remember move it move it move it so thank you Kurt good overview thanks for answering my question I I think that was a reality check Is what people really know why it's there what to do with it how to leverage it how to make it work for them and we will talk a little more about that and then we hear the lovely laughter of Kirsten Boyleau in the background Mm -hmm. and Kirsten has sent me a quote from somebody I didn't know anything about it's Tom Barrett the mayor of Miss Milwaukee, Wisconsin, since 2004. He's an American politician, a member of the Democratic Party. Uh, He ran for governor of Wisconsin, and he lost to Scott Walker, Walker, the Republican. And I don't know if he has any link here at all to social networking, but he has a very interesting quote. And the quote is, let me just read the quote Kirsten has selected, and she'll tell us why she picked it. The quote is, chaos in the world brings uneasiness. But it also allows the opportunity for creativity and growth. Kirsten, how was Canada Day on Friday? It was lovely, thank you very much. It was, well, it was kind of rainy, but it cleared up in the evening so we could come
3: uh, watch fireworks. I actually watched fireworks from my office uh, inside. It' nice and warm, uh, nice big windows to look out at the, uh, the sky with. It was,
1: it was great. Lucky you! And do you do do you do uh, barbecues on on Canada Day? You watch fireworks. Do you have uh, lots of musical specials, musicals like we have here in in the U.S. for our Independence Day on July Fourth? What do you actually do?
3: Oh, lots of the same things. Um, there's a big uh, Canada Day Festival at, the, at Columbia Lake Park, which is where the, my office happens to be in Waterloo. And, um, you know, just all kinds of fun things for kids to do, families to, to go to, uh, face painting, balloons, the whole, you know, all those kinds of things. And, you know, yeah, music specials and whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, barbecue. And because, um, of course, especially in, in uh, Ontario, Southern Ontario, it's hot, generally hot. Uh, in July. Um, so lots mm-hmm. of barbecues and them out for, for fireworks that but they don't start till like 10 15, because 10, it's so light.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad you had a good one. So tell me, how do you know Tom Barrett, the mayor of Milwaukee, Wisconsin? How did he come across your, your landscape or your computer screen? And it's a great quote. So tell me, is there any significance to Tom Barrett having said it or is it just a quote that's standing alone on our topic today? No significance, unfortunately, to Tom Barrett. (laughs) He just happened to be the person (laughs) that said it. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I am <a> feeling. Okay, <laughs> I was looking for some deeper meaning on social networking in his bio. I'm here on, on Wikipedia reading about him, and I'm searching. Well, he was the oldest son. He graduated from this. He made his state first run for state office at age of 28. He was the mayor of this and that, his gubernatorial bids. And I'm saying there's got to be a gem of social selling in there somewhere in <laughs> there isn't. So I figured I just would add, do, the, do the shortcut and ask you. So it is a great quote. Chaos in the world brings uneasiness, but it also allows the opportunity for creativity and growth, certainly a big quote. So how does this relate to our topic of Microsoft and LinkedIn, Kirsten?
3: Well, I remember uh, just a few weeks ago when that announcement came out, everybody was like, even my mom, who, she knows you know, that I do something with LinkedIn, but she doesn't really know what <laughs> I do. Um, but she saw in the paper that uh, Microsoft had bought LinkedIn, and she texted me, she said, oh, did you see this? <laughs> I, you know, I had to laugh at her because it was a day after, but um. uh, that's okay. That's okay.
1: <laughs> Moms get a pass for at least twenty-four hours of being late on breaking news. We know that. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just I felt that you know.
3: It was a, such a big deal, and of course, there's all kinds of uncertainty as to what does this mean. Are we going to have to pay for LinkedIn now? What, you know, how is it going to change? So mm. I felt that it was, it felt really chaotic. You know, all of the questions, and even still, three weeks on, I mean, things have died down a bit, but um, people are still kind of wondering as to how that's going to play out. What is it going to happen? Um, how, what's it going to look like a year from now? Now that Microsoft has bought LinkedIn, um, and so it brings uneasiness. You know, there's lots of um, kind of change in general is is makes people uneasy and so I felt that that was really um, very appropriate but I also feel that I very much agree with Tom's statement that it also allows the opportunity for creativity and growth who knows what kinds of things we might be able to see from this partnership um, will there be closer integration with you know uh, say I don't know um, apps and that kind of thing that that will make it easier to use LinkedIn I just Kind I throwing that out I have no idea what it's going to look like but I, I really feel that there's an op- there's a real opportunity there for a lot of creativity and a lot of growth um and so I felt that, that was it was such a really uh, a very appropriate quote for today's topic
1: it is. It's a very rich quote, and, and I think he now deserves Tom Barrett deserves a place in our list of sample quotes for future panelists to think about. They're going to say, "Tom Barrett." Ooh, okay, that's fine. Yes, it, it's a it's a wonderful quote. I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Kurt. So we have the K and K today. We have Kurt and Kirsten. Kirsten, <laughs> you're in your travels. How many people? get what LinkedIn is and leverage it in any reasonable way so that it's part of their part of their work day or part of their social outreach or part of their their business front to the world, in other words, how many people would include a link to LinkedIn to say read about me rather than here's my website or here's the blog I just wrote or here's my Facebook profile, how many people would feel it was critical, do feel today it's critical to say everything you need to know about me in a business and maybe a little personal sense, we'll call extracurricular or past just the business resume, everything is here on LinkedIn, it's like a, a one sheet of who I am, how many people are using it that way? not enough, uh, <laughs> would
3: be my, my two-word answer. Uh, I, I, I'm in an interesting position, right? I, because I'm internal to SAP, and I, my, my customers are internal to SAP. Um, and yet, I feel that my peers are people like Kurt, um, who are out in the world, who get you know how to use LinkedIn. Who understand? Who are saying the same things that I am? Um, and so, from from an external perspective, I see all of these people outside of SAP talking about how important um, social platforms are, particularly LinkedIn, you know, and that kind of thing. And then, um, but then internally, uh, it's just not quite as prevalent as I would like it to be. It's one of the things that you know I'm sure Kurt has the same same experience as I do when you you go to a team and you you try to talk to them and about you know three or four of them are like oh yeah I use it every day or I get it um one person probably really really gets it and then the other ones are just like yeah I use it when I really can't find anything else or you know it's kind of my last resort and it really should be their first resort it should be their their go-to tool um not necessarily LinkedIn only but Social platforms should be their their go to place to find information because people are out there; they are using those social platforms. That's where people want to um, share their information and share their ideas, um, share their problems, and so it really should be that one place that they go, um, that first place that they go. But again, it's just it it people are still stuck in. in many ways, uh, you know, I don't want to share that information, um, I don't want to be that vulnerable, um, which is a, you know, certainly a valid um, point, and, mm. and they have to make that judgment call for themselves, um, or they're just like, Oh, social, I just don't get it, you know, I just don't get, I don't get how to use it, I don't get it. Um, and there's and it, you would think that that might be a generational thing but even that uh, you know there's some people that i've met in my travels um who are 10 15 years younger than i am Actually, i think the one person i was talking to she's 15 years younger than i am and she impossible says, oh, I use no impossible social, no no social
2: platforms whatsoever she's in junior high
1: school um, absolutely <laughs> <clears throat> absolutely she was just uh, confirmed or just had her bar, bat mitzvah swear. No, yes no no, no, no. impossible <laughs> she's Kirsten. <laughs> i'm I'm teasing but but kirsten um I have a question what you've just said uh do you think that there's a shyness or a oh I am going to put down I had this job, I achieved this, I did this that people are saying I don't want to just sit there and talk about myself through three or four levels of education through the past five jobs i've had i i i i i do you think there's a not a shyness but a reticence to talk about themselves because we're told today networking isn't about. Me, it's about you. It's not who I am. It's what I can do for you, Kurt. What I can do for you, Kirsten. So here you are in LinkedIn. You're being asked to talk about ay 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 ay. And do you think that there is yes. a there's a, a disparity there that there's a, a like a shock? No, I'm not supposed to do that anymore. How do you reconcile that? Well, that's, you know, it's, that's a really good point, Bonnie, where you say we, should, we talk about being
3: more customer centric and that's the way that I always present that information um, to anyone that I'm training or, or have my trainers presented in that um, it, it's not about you. Your LinkedIn profile isn't necessarily about you. Yes, you have to talk about yourself, but you talk about yourself in such a way that you, talk, you draw attention to the value that you've brought to your customers. And that's what's important because your customers don't care about how many times you've hit quota or how many times you've been to winner circle. What they do care about is how you've been able to help people like them achieve their goals. And and so it's, yes, you're talking about you, but you're talking about you in such a way that resonates with the people that are reading it, um, your customers. And so that's how I reconcile it with people um, because it. Again, yes, you're right. It is talking, it, it, it's an entire web page dedicated to you and your history. Uh, but it's a, if you present it in the right way, it's a unique history of you. Everyone is um, different. We all have gr- different experiences, different knowledge, different backgrounds to bring to light that has a unique perspective for everybody. Um, to, to grab onto, uh, to, to take advantage of, to, to show what kind of, or understand what kind of value you can, can bring to them. That's the kind of thing that we want to get people to understand is not just about, you know, you and, and how great you are. This is about you and
1: what kind of value you provide. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, I think these are questions that might be on people's minds. They're certainly on my mind. But I have a little explaining to do here, Kurt and Kirsten, because I started off my opening monologue with weather at 6, and I never explained what in the heck I was talking about because I'm not a meteorologist. Thank goodness. That's one job I'd love to have. You get to be wrong almost every day. You get to wear nice clothes, be on TV, or have your name in the news, and it doesn't matter. And you can try and be right the next day. And you still have a job. So well, here's, here's the reason that I said weather at 6 is is because our topic today is LinkedIn and Microsoft, the perfect storm for social selling. That's our topical question today, which I was remiss in not mentioning way up at the top of the show. So let me just get a quick answer to that topic question, first from Kurt Shaver and then Kirsten Boylow. and then I'm going to ask them, uh, if we're having a perfect storm, what's in your cup today? What are you drinking that makes it a perfect storm? Kurt, so talk to me. Is this a perfect storm? Uh,
2: I think yeah, in a in a good way, right? If we can have a per, uh, good perfect storm, I think it's a perfect storm in a good way, um, in the sense that you know you've you've got the world's biggest software company with the most pervasive kind of productivity suite between things like Word and Excel and PowerPoint and and probably most importantly Outlook, both the email and the calendar, mm-hmm. and then and then they're combining that with the world's largest social network for business and so that's the people part of it that's really the the data and i think when those two things come together the potential from an integration standpoint of having that that all that information about people stitched into the common productivity applications i think is just you know incredible potential that probably There's lots of things we can think about and project Mm -hmm. about how it could play out, and there's probably some we haven't even imagined yet. But I think those two things coming together, Mm yeah, certainly could be a perfect storm.
1: And that goes to your quote from Rupert Murdoch, the world is changing very fast, and Kirsten's quote from the Until Just Now unknown on our channel, on our show, <laughs> Tom Barrett, chaos in the world brings dot, 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 opportunity for creativity and growth. Kirsten, your thoughts? Per- perfect storm? What do you think? Is it, is it a storm that's going to happen right away? Is it going to be long-term? I think it'll be one of
3: those things that we see brewing over long-term, but I agree with Kurt that it is likely going to be a, a perfect storm in a good way. Um, not everything will be good, of course. Uh, there may be some things that we lose along the way that you know we we liked, um, but I think that overall it, it will be a um, a good outcome. Uh, that things will change for the
1: better. Interesting. I just, for my own edification, I looked up the Wikipedia definition, which some would say the official definition A perfect storm. It's an expression that describes an event where a rare combination of circumstances will aggravate a situation drastically. It's also used to describe an actual phenomenon that happens to occur in such a confluence, resulting in an event of, here we go, an event of unusual magnitude. I think that's the one we're looking for. Right, Kirsten?
3: I, w- I would say so, yeah, because it's so big. Those are two very big organizations. Well, very big uh, in terms of, um, you know, visibility. LinkedIn itself is not that, that big an organization, but in terms of visibility, it's quite big. Um, <clears throat> and I think that, you know, in terms of the the magnitude of that, that partnership, it's why it created such a... Um, such a storm of 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 interest and uh uneasiness to go along yeah. with my quote
1: <laughs> yeah, and i think <laughs> and that's why uh yes that's why. Whose mom said, "Told your mom. Yeah, that's why My she mom. told you about it, because she was worried about that storm when you have an umbrella. I have to give you to a break, but before I do, I want to ask you, of course, where are you calling from today, and what are you drinking right now, or what do you plan to drink after the show with that sigh of relief? Yes, we did it. Kurt Shaver, where are you? What's in your cup, please?
2: Uh, I'm out in the San Francisco Bay Area, which I call home, and I'm today I am drinking a nice iced, mocha it's uh, not a coffee drinker but iced mocha is as close as I get to it and uh, I, I enjoy it any time of the year and of course as we get into summertime uh, sometimes enjoy it in the afternoon but it's morning time now and I'm enjoying my traditional iced mocha
1: and is that a home brew or is that something from a famous brand you'd care to share with us
2: uh, you know i think it's i think it's uh neither it's not it's not homebrew and it's not a well known brand it's uh it's just the one closest to arm's reach when I go through the grocery store i think
1: <laughs> okay so much for branding and yes, that's fine does it have a name you want to do a shout out if it's good
2: I don't even know the name of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really pushed my luck here. We're, we're not yeah. having a perfect. We're, we're having a dramatic uh, occurrence here with Kurt Schaefer. Kurt, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It sounds delicious and I bet it's got caffeine and that little kick in it to get you started in the morning. And it is. If you're in San Francisco, it must be uh, 7 25 in the morning. So thank you for getting up early to join us. And Kirsten, you're somewhere, were you in Waterloo today, you said, in, in Canada?
3: Yes, I am. I'm in Waterloo, my office here. It's beautifully sunny. It's supposed to be really hot. Uh, in the hundreds, I think, today.
1: Oh, okay. I think we're going to get... We just had major... Ra- matter of fact, I moved one of the planters on my patio from fa- on the hooks, you know, the brackets. One of the big planter boxes was facing into the terrace. I moved it to the outside, and when I got up this morning, there were three inches of water sitting in the planter box from the rain we had overnight. Oh. So obviously, the, the ground, my little petunias haven't bloomed yet. I did, I'm doing seeds this year instead of buying ready-made plants as we say or as i say and i, I had to tip it over to the outside uh, and j- just drain all this water off i've never seen so much sitting water in a planter box it's probably yelling at me why don't you water us like this every day you son of a gun anyway they're well watered now so kirsten what are you what are you drinking uh, i just have a big great big mug of water but the, i like the,
3: the saying on the mug it must have come i'm a, i'm in an office of developers so uh, I'm assuming this is somebody else's mug. It says, "You read my mug." All right, that's enough social interaction for one day.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. We need to get some of those made up, right? That you so that's that
2: picture. That's, that's
1: enough social interaction for one day. I, I got to get that. Okay, very good. W- w- there's another mug that's not nearly as clever. That's uh, very old style, and it says. Uh, uh, I got you this, I I got you this mug from my trip to New York. That's all you're getting. Something like that or live with it. Yeah. I think you all know that one. Not very nice. Oh, I like yours a lot. Considering the show that you have here, uh, social selling with game changers, Kirsten and our topic today you couldn't be drinking from a more perfect mug so thank you for grabbing the right one in the office I am drinking, oh you know boring cold clear water in a cool clear cup with a yellow straw because we are waiting for the sunshine to come back here in New York, it was mixed yesterday for July 4th it was sunny and hot and then it wasn't so sunny then it wasn't so hot and then it started raining around 8.30 and on TV last night I saw thousands of people scurrying for cover with their children and the strollers and the bikes and all that, they were out looking Mm. for the fireworks and they ran. But the ones who stayed, apparently the brave ones, blessed be they, really were in for a treat. The Macy's fireworks apparently were weatherproofed. They were waterproof. So the show did go on. That's all I can tell you. So guess what? We're going to take that quick break that I promised. So don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. We're having a very lively conversation here with Kurt Shaver at the Sales Foundry and Kirsten Boylo at SAP. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Social Selling with Game Changers Radio. We are live here. It's Tuesday, July 5th, just back from the holiday. And our topic is weather at 6, LinkedIn and Microsoft, the perfect storm for social selling. We're going to find out more from our two very smart experts. So, Justin, out.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network social media is taking sales organizations by storm and only those who adapt quickly into the new digital world will be around in the future. Social selling is a new tool that has implications to all lines of business, from building the fundamentals in the sales process and getting the content marketing mix right, to building cross-functional teams and building the systems to truly measure the impact of social. Join our experts as they analyze and discuss how social selling is changing the world of business. Social selling with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Social Selling with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now let's get back to social selling with game changers.
1: Indeed, we are back, and our topic today is LinkedIn and Microsoft—the perfect storm for social selling. And we're hoping that the perfect storm will be something of positive and unusual magnitude—that's good for everyone. I'm speaking today with Kurt Shaver, who's drinking an iced mocha. Did we find out the brand, Kurt?
2: Oh uh, no, I didn't make the run.
1: <laughs> He's going to dash <laughs> to the refrigerator. Be
2: the mystery and podcasting.
1: It, it actually will. You know what? You can email it to me later, and I, or you can just tweet it and use hashtag SAP Radio so we all get it. And Kirsten is drinking water in a mug with an amazing inscription. So you read my mug. That's enough social interaction for one day. Absolutely <laughs> fabulous, Kirsten. Talk about, yes, meant to be your fate. Kurt, we're going to start the roundtable with you. We have actually been doing a roundtable, but the formal roundtable begins right now. I'm reading from your notes, and let's get down to some of the the basics of this marriage of Microsoft and LinkedIn. You say product integration, no brainers. The addition of LinkedIn's personal data, that's the key here. Will change Microsoft productivity apps like, and I'm going to read a list here. I don't think there's anybody listening who doesn't use most of these. How about Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft PowerPoint, Microsoft Outlook. We're talking calendar here and Skype, my goodness. So, and you say there will be trade-offs between greater insights and less privacy. Let's talk about those trade-offs. Kurt, why don't you tell us more, please?
2: Yeah, I think um, I'm I'm going to start off with an example from um, a webinar that Microsoft and LinkedIn did when they were announcing this, and they were kind of painting the picture, right, of what some of these future product integrations might be. And and there were some interesting things there that that, that I didn't even think about. Um, So let's just look at PowerPoint. I think everybody's used to PowerPoint. In fact, it, it was interesting. I saw an interview one time where somebody interviewed, this is like, not that long ago, seven or eight years ago. Somebody interviewed uh, Bill Gates, and they asked him, what do you think Microsoft's greatest contribution to the world was? And he said, PowerPoint. Really? You know, because it really? Is, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it is the lingua franca of corporate presentations. But, so, the, uh, so let's think about PowerPoint and LinkedIn for a minute. So they have this mm-hmm. uh, little slide. So imagine that, that uh, maybe you're a developer and you are working on this PowerPoint about programming fundamentals, okay, and you're kind of in PowerPoint. And over, there's this, imagine like on the right-hand side, there's this little you know, sidebar there, right? And maybe it's a help screen, and they give a couple examples there. So on the sidebar, it might sh- show, hey, here's a couple of coworkers who can help you because they have either PowerPoint skills or knowledge of software development, and programming, right? So that's, that's sort of one little piece, tidbit of information there. So you're working on this thing in PowerPoint, but it knows the people that at your company that have those skills because it shows up, it knows what company you're in, and it knows what people's skills are, right? Then the next layer in that little band could be, hey, here's people in your personal network that either have PowerPoint skills or programming skills, right? So the next layer would be going out to your network. Now, the next thing is utilizing a a new feature that LinkedIn has just rolled out. Some people have maybe heard about it, some have, not it's called ProFinder. And ProFinder is... Kind of like LinkedIn's version of like Fiverr or Odesk or freelancer.com or something like that, right? So it's a place where independent people can list their skills and it's a marketplace where you can come in and find them. So again, if you're working on PowerPoint, there might be a band that says, hey, here are PowerPoint experts. If you would like to actually hire somebody to help you spiff up this PowerPoint, you can find them here. So now we're actually into a Mm -hmm. commerce marketplace band. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, this is, remember this is all, you're working on PowerPoint, but these are all in a little help banner or help column on the right-hand side. And the last one would say, oh, and if you'd like a course on you know, uh, mm. PowerPoint graphics or PowerPoint transitions or uh, essentials for PowerPoint, right? Remember LinkedIn bought Lynda.com, the online right. training site, yeah. about 18 months ago. And L-Y-N-Z. so all of, that, all of that contextual information to give you help about PowerPoint, either from people in your company, people in your network, people on this freelancing site, or from uh, LinkedIn's own online educational university, could all be there at your disposal. I mean, that, To me, that's, that's pretty powerful. That's extremely helpful. It gives you a lot of different ways to go. It's leveraging the social network. It's leveraging Linda and this new marketplace app called Profinder.
1: Sounds like an opportunity for a lot of training, Kurt. I'll let that one yeah. just sit there. I know what you're <laughs> thinking. Kirsten, let's hear from you. Kirsten, is this is this opportunity and growth, or is this more chaos and clutter? I ask that with no prejudice for the answer on either side. What's your observation?
3: Well, I'm listening to Kurt talking, and I'm thinking, oh, I can see how that could be so useful um, for what, even if it wasn't a, a developer working on a, on a programming PowerPoint, but perhaps um, someone working on a customer uh, documentation, you know, th- some sort of customer presentation, a sales rep. And they see people um, within their network who oh, maybe worked for this company or um, it could give them some inside information on as to what's going to be important. You know, those kinds of that could be really, really powerful. Uh, and I think, you know, there's, there's some real interesting stuff that could come out of this, um, this acquisition. <clears throat> um, but I, you know, to Kurt's last point that there will be trade offs between greater insights and less privacy, I think that's one of the things that, um, it could be a big potential problem. You know, people are starting to become more and more concerned about their online privacy. I was having a, having breakfast this morning with a friend, and I was asking about her Fitbit, and she said she was having some technical issues with it, and she called into the Fitbit customer service, and she said they knew exactly um, what her patterns were, what she'd eaten for breakfast, because she used the the um, the diet tracking tool as well. And uh, oh dear, it, it, and so she and she was like, you know, I hadn't really thought about all of those things that I was put putting out there about myself and all yes. of my movements and and how many steps I'd taken, and and she said it was. It was a little bit creepy, and she said, it's causing me to think twice about, you know, how much I'm actually putting out there. Um, so, you know, the, there's, there's going to be definite trade-offs, and we might f- uh, see a bit of black backlash, I think, um, from that kind of... Uh, either people are going to say, you know what, it really doesn't matter if people know what I had for breakfast, or they're mm-hmm. going to say, you know what, I just don't, I don't want to participate. Uh, I think we might see that kind of pendulum swing.
1: Very, very interesting. Kristen, before I bounce this back to Kurt, I want to know, do you think there will be a, what we'll call a a demographic generational cohort difference in the response? Would it be, would a millennial say, oh, sure, who cares? I'm eating healthy. I'm proud of this. I want the world to know. Versus somebody maybe, oh, they're in their 30s already, the millennials. Somebody a little bit older or somebody a little bit younger just entering the workforce saying, nah, it's none of anybody's business. I'm going to protect my personal stuff. Do you think there's any generational uh, attitudinal difference or or segmentation on this attitude, Kirsten? I think uh, in a very generic sense, um, there is a
3: generational difference that, you know, people in their, you know, uh, teens and early 20s are not that concerned about what goes out online. Um, But that's not to say that there aren't individuals out there that... um, uh, don't worry about that kind of thing or are not interested in sharing that kind of information out there. Um, like I said, this, you know, this late twenties person that I had a conversation with a couple of weeks ago, she, um, she was not interested in sharing anything outside. She, she used WhatsApp and, and that was the only uh, social platform that she used and she used it in a very closed way only with her family. Um, and and she only sent messages to the family group, and that's the only way that she was communicating and social in any way. Um, she said she just didn't want. Now, mind you, this was in Germany, so you know the, the, there is cultural differences. But um, she, you know, she is in her late twenties and would have grown up with um, social being part of that uh, her world, and she just wasn't interested in participating.
1: Mm, very interesting. Kurt, what do you think about the generational differences in to share versus not to share? Or let's take it one step further, Kurt. Uh, you know what you had for breakfast, but you're going to track something else into your tracker because you know it's going to show up somewhere or somebody will see it and you want them to think you're healthier than or more health conscious than you really are. Any, any uh, posturing there you see?
2: Well the first comment is, "I wish I had the Fitbit diet tracker because they would know the name of the mocha that i've been drinking and we, we could lay that oh, we're not letting us. that
1: one go got a dog, yeah, we dog we with a bone the here the rest just by contacting
2: the Fitbit uh, data analyst but the but you know in terms of the privacy thing uh, i mean to me it look it's just it's just it's it absolutely inversely proportional um, and so I think that the uh, meaning you know the amount of privacy that you get versus the amount of leverage that you can get out of, um, you know, combining all this personal information into your applications or into your um, business productivity. So uh, to me, it should just be user selectable. As long as it's user selectable, I think everybody can determine their own level, right? You know, there's kind of a slider bar there where one extreme says, look um i don't you know I don't care everybody can know everything about me, and the benefit of that is that they get that person that chooses that's going to get an awful lot of information about other people right It's a quid pro quo kind of a slider bar game and if you say I'm totally into you know transparency and above myself, and I realize that the benefit is I'm going to find all this information out about. Other people that agree to that in my applications, that's cool. And then you can have people go take the slider bar all the way to the other end and say, no, nope. and in fact, LinkedIn does this right now. If you look at the, uh, uh, the um, who viewed my profile feature, right, that feature sort of operates like that. If you choose to be... Um, uh, totally transparent, then LinkedIn shows you more information about people that have viewed you. And if you go into the total stealth mode where it just says LinkedIn member, then LinkedIn shuts it down. So um, I mm-hmm. think in this privacy or confidentiality game, if everybody just realizes, look, there's, you know, there's no free lunch, so if you want um, deeper access and visibility into people, then you have, to play, you have to play that same game, right? The same rules have to apply to you.
1: Okay. When you said there's no free lunch, I'm thinking, what if you've got a free lunch and you put that into your tracker lunch into your expense your expense tracker? Lunch was free, but I say, where is it? We want some too. That could just cause a whole new kind of a perfect storm. Thank you, Kurt. Good, Good conversation here, Kirsten. I'm looking at your notes here. Let's see where there's a good place to go. When most people think about social selling, especially in the B2B space, they think about LinkedIn. But LinkedIn's product set is far bigger than their sales platform. They also have HR and marketing Why don't we talk a little bit more about what LinkedIn currently offers and what you think it might change with this acquisition? Yeah I was thinking you know that uh, for, because you know Kurt and
3: I happen to be in the social selling space that that is where we're focusing but um, LinkedIn's product set has you know, multiple platforms, there's the HR, um, recruiting piece of it, and, and the overall marketing piece of it as well. And so, um, from a Microsoft, uh, standpoint, um, those are two platforms that they may, um, may well be able to get into those, um, areas in terms of, um, you know, have, now having a product suite that they can offer to their customers. Um, that they, it might be something very interesting for them to to take on, uh, and we might see something new come out of of that um, that acquisition because of of those other two platforms that are available. Um, you know, from a social selling standpoint, um, I'm not sure. You know, I think that there's there's going to be some real interesting integrations, but they, they'll they probably take time. But just so overall offerings, um, it might be very interesting to see what happens from the other two perspectives, from
1: HR and marketing. What do you think, Kurt, point of view?
2: Well, if we talk about some of the, the other, you were kind of talking about the other apps that LinkedIn has. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to turn it around the other way because um, one, one, of, one of the areas I think could be really interesting as one of the other apps that Microsoft has, another acquisition, and that's Skype. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's, because Skype is a personal communication platform, so when you think about the personal uh, uh, information that's available on LinkedIn, I think the, the marriage of those two could be, you know, really cool. I mean, just, you know, imagine if you're sort of in your LinkedIn um, app, right, whatever that version of the new LinkedIn app is, and, you know, I'm Kirsten publishes uh, something, and I think it's just, you know, fantastic, and I've just got to reach her, you know, wouldn't it be great if I just clicked on, you know, there's a little Skype button next to her profile picture, and boom, I just, you know, popped it up, and, you know, there we are, San Francisco to Waterloo on our Skype mobile uh, video chat going, on. you know, I think that would be a really nice integration, and, and seems to be like uh a, you know a good application of combining that kind of relationship the one-to-one everything that's supposed to be about the social networking piece but taking it to the video level
3: hmm.
1: that could be really interesting too yeah we were just talking about video a couple weeks ago on the show remember kirsten the topic mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. Uh, video and social selling kirsten this is a good jumping off point for me to dive a little deeper into your comments here you say i'm going to give the 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 uh, positive and the maybe not so positive, or the optimistic and the not so optimistic. Kirsten says this acquisition... Microsoft of LinkedIn, may open the door for other social platforms to shine in the social selling arena, and she adds, maybe some platforms that haven't even been launched yet. Then, she says, on the other side, and I think these two go beautifully together, Kirsten, Kirsten thinks there's a possibility that this will slow down the adoption, even just short-term, of social selling, while businesses... Pause, pause, perch, pause. Those are my words to see the fallout that may happen from the acquisition. So let's talk about the optimistic side. I think it would be optimistic for other social platforms to shine. Anything in mind? Anything you've you've looked at, or anything that's come across your uh, your horizon, Kirsten? That you think is out there that might have more of an opportunity now? Let's start there.
3: Well, I have yet to see, but maybe Kurt has seen more than I have. I have yet to see a good. Targeted social listening platform that that listens to. I, I mean, LinkedIn has a social listening piece of it in its Sales Navigator platform, uh, but it's it's based on LinkedIn and LinkedIn only. Um, but there's there's way many other things that we could be listening to outside of just LinkedIn. Um, so many other things that we could be listening to, such as Twitter or other, um, you know, Quora, other different platforms that, you know, might be interesting to listen to, um, but to have them all incorporated into one place. And I have yet to see one platform that, um, that really... Uh, addresses all of those needs for a sales rep. They want to be able to do targeted listening to you know a couple of people within an organization. They want to be able to listen to a wide variety of platforms, but all have it all in one place. That um, yes, there are some really big platforms out there that can do that, but they're also very common to use, and and they give you almost too much information for a sales rep to be able to digest in a quick and easy manner. Uh, so. Um, you know, maybe there's an opportunity out there for someone to say, hey, look, now that Microsoft and LinkedIn are together, perhaps we can um, come up with something that, that incorporates a lot of different platforms and maybe, maybe Microsoft will come out with it. I don't know. Um, I would just love to see something from my perspective I think that's one of the biggest things that's missing in the social selling uh, landscape right now is a really good listening tool. And I'm I'm hoping that uh, this kind of disruption in, in, in the um, overall landscape will, uh, you know, perhaps spur someone on to create that kind of thing. Uh, from the other side of perspective about it slowing down the adoption of social selling, I, I really feel that that's because... People look at social selling as a tool. Um, they don't look at as look at it as a change in behavior. And um, and so, if they're not looking at as looking at it as a change in behavior, the tool becomes very very important. Uh, if we didn't have LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Um, we can still do social selling because it's more about how you interact with your, your customers and not necessarily about the tool itself of Sales Navigator. So um, I can't imagine that, that Microsoft would shut down you know, LinkedIn Sales Navigator because mm-hmm. it is a very um, powerful tool, and a lot of people are using it. There's lots of people investing in it. Um, it's not as uh, po- popular, I think, as LinkedIn had wanted it to be within its first year, but it, it certainly, or first couple of years, um, but it certainly is, is growing in popularity. People were kind of sitting back and waiting to see if it would um, really uh, show the promises or or live out the promises that it it, it gave, um, <clears throat> and so I, I think that. Uh, there's going to be some slowing down, while pe- be- but, again, that's a symptom of that, you know, people looking at social selling as a tool and not a change in behavior. Um, so I, it's hard to say what's, what's going to happen, but um, I would like to see more people invest, and I'm sure Kurt would like, to, would like this too, invest in, in training that uh, changes the way that they do business and not just the tool itself that, that helps them make those changes.
1: Thank you, Kirsten. Kurt, got to hear what you have to say. Agree or disagree? What you? What's on your wish list for new opportunities in social selling?
2: Well, the first comment I'll make is that, you know, if there's any business leaders that are listening that decided that this news means that they should stop and wait for everything to shake out, I mean, the image that comes into my mind is the deer that's crossing the road at night and gets hit by the headlights. What do they do? They stop in the middle of the road. We know how that story turns out,
1: mm-hmm. and it's
2: not good, right? So, it's not pretty. So, so I think, th- right? So, so I think when you know when you see this news, I think that's why I, I had that initial quote from um, Rupert Murdoch that it's not the big, but it's the fast that are going to win in business now, right? So I, I think when you see this news, the mindset should be. I don't know how this is going to play out, but I know this is going to play out, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to see these things coming together, right? I mean, in, in, in 1984, Apple runs the Macintosh ad on the Super Bowl, and everybody pretty much got it, like, okay, personal computers are coming, right? In 1995, Netscape comes out with the browser, and everybody kind of, you know, eventually closed up, like, oh, this Internet, it's going to catch on, right? Mm-hmm. So LinkedIn is now 13 years old, 2003, uh, Microsoft just bought bought in, and I think it's pretty clear that social networks are going to be a part of business. So I, I look at this and just say y- you got to get going. I mean, the two fundamental things that you really need to do, and, and Kirsten just nailed it. The, the first thing you have to do is is make sure that your employees have a social business mindset. Don't worry about the tools. Make sure they get a social business mindset, right? And that's something you should they should get on right now. And on a slightly more tactical basis, start having people build out their networks, right? I mean, it's, it's amazing how a lot of times when I'll start training a company, it's, it amazes me even still how many salespeople don't have even some of their best customers in their own LinkedIn network. And so uh, I, I think when you look at this, I think we look back five years on this event and it's gonna be like one of those things like the Macintosh ad when Netscape came out. We're gonna say, Wow, that's that was the beginning. That was the beginning. And if you wait till everything is played out and obvious, you know, you're gonna be four or five years behind the competition and <laughs> maybe out of the competition.
1: Mm, very interesting. Kirsten, do you agree with his top two advice to businesses? I just put that on Twitter. Be sure your employees have a social biz mindset and build out their networks. Are these your top two, Kirsten?
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, networking is, is such a huge part of of being uh, a good salesperson in general, whether you're doing that networking um, face-to-face or uh, online. Uh, you cannot um, sell if you don't uh, meet people and get to know them. Um, and, and having that social business mindset is so, so important. I, we're, you know, at, here at SAP, we're always talking about, we, gotta, we have to teach people the concepts of social before we try to teach them how to use the tool. The tool is wonderful, the tool is great, um, all the tools are great, but you can't use the tools... Most effectively, if you don't understand the concepts of of how to um, to engage online.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm trying to tweet this and talk at the same time in the tools. <laughs> thank you. This this is good stuff. We don't want to miss any of this. Let's see. We're, we. Oh, my goodness. What time is it? 53? Is it seriously 53 after? That means we are officially past due to start our crystal ball predictions round. I think that's what we've been doing for the whole show. Kurt Shaver and Kirsten Boileau. I have to thank both of you. We're not done yet, but thank you both uh, for such a good conversation. You know, we usually have three people on the panel, and with the two of you, I never have to worry about keeping that conversation conversation. conversation very interesting and very sharp and moving constantly so been an interesting challenge kurt shaver officially look in the crystal ball at the sales foundry what do you see coming down the pike let's talk about 2020 you know that's still my favorite year or anything after 2020 you if you can see that clearly what will change as a result of this linkedin and microsoft union what do you see kurt one minute
2: yeah well uh I will know that the integration has reached its full potential if in like an Xbox video game like Grand Theft Auto 17 or 2020, that uh, one of the gangster avatars actually sends you an invitation you know, to connect on LinkedIn uh, before they run you over with their car. So that, that's when I know that everything will be totally integrated between the two companies.
1: Oh, my goodness. We're not going to talk. You know, I have to make sure that, that uh, Larry Stoley and his compadres on our show called The Future of Cars with Game Changers talks about the, the Tesla tragedy and, and uh, keeps a straight face because, you know, anyway, there, there's so many so many questions about that in terms of cars going off the road, Kurt. It's a whole different topic right now. Thank you, Kurt. Kirsten Boyle. I'd like you to give me, well, you can have actually a minute and a half. We might even have time for a bonus round of predictions because we have a little bit of time time left. So, Kirsten, what's your prediction? Oh, well, it's hard to say
3: because, of course, (laughs) we don't really know what's happening behind closed doors at Microsoft and LinkedIn right now. That's true. Uh, But I I really think that overall that this acquisition and partnership will become uh, a really good thing for, for social selling. I think we might see some... Um, some new things come out of Microsoft that might that might surprise us. The different ways that they, from different things that they, from the way that they would been doing things in the past, you know, whether it's charging for apps or whatever, um, and, and you know, LinkedIn's kind of more open platform. Uh, maybe we'll see some some of that cross pollination of ideas uh, going both ways, you know, um, and, and you know that very big company uh, perspective from Microsoft. Maybe being applied to some of the things that LinkedIn is doing. Um, so I think you know I'm I'm looking at, at Kurt's notes and he's got some really interesting uh, ideas here about you know the whole Microsoft partner sales model versus LinkedIn's do everything ourselves. Maybe we'll see some of that cross pollination happen and Microsoft will do some more things themselves and, and uh, LinkedIn will send more things out to to partners to do. So it's some of the things that I'm thinking of.
1: Thank you very much. All good stuff. A lot of questions coming down the pike, and who knows what's going to happen on the horizon, but we certainly tackled it with great spirit. Kurt Shaver, I want to thank you very much. We are out of time. No bonus round. Kurt Shaver at the Sales Foundry. Always a pleasure, Kurt. I can I can hear you smiling when you talk, and that's always appreciated. Kirsten, same thing for you. I think we all got through our Independence Day. Kirsten, I'm looking forward to Season 3 of this show. Let me know what we have to do to make that happen, because these conversations are interesting. They're time. Family, they're relevant, and I, th- I believe this is what our audience around the world here on the Business Channel wants to know. What do people like you and Kurt in the trenches, the experts, the ones who are helping to observe and make a difference by doing and teaching and training and thinking and uh, and sharing your thoughts, you're going to make the difference in how social selling plays out eventually. So thank you very much to Kurt. Thank you very much to Kirsten. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and here is my call to action. Fasten your oh shout out to Justin and the business channel team. Gotta do that too. Thank you, Justin. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. I'll be back in one hour with another edition of Digital Industries Changing the Game right here on the Business Channel. Have a great one. Bye bye.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Social Selling with Game Changers. Presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.